genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name's Adam Sheen, and I'm here, as I always am, with uh, your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind uh, our listeners that we spoil comics on this podcast, so I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Um, our top story... This week is Batman number 106 by James Tynan, Jorge Jimenez, and Tameo Mori. Yeah, we got yeah. some we got some DC in the top story and Batman no less. Yeah. We all yeah, finally caught up to we Batman. Did we we're did talking it, some Batman. We finally. are a comic book podcast that finally reads Batman. Finally reads DC books. May- maybe someday we'll we'll get to Spider-Man, who knows. Yeah, uh, but well, who let's knows? not go crazy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That don't, day's not today. Don't yeah, write checks that our asses can't cash. <laughs> also, I didn't kidnap the rest of the podcast and replace them all with robots that like DC now. <laughs> <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. It, it, it took coverage of future states to pull us all in <laughs> oh, it gave us a good jumping on point so thank you yeah, yeah 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 we did it they but did. um as you may have noticed i am back you are yeah how'd the how'd astral you, plane you treat it? you it was fine i mean <laughs> it, was you know, it was whatever. Fine. that was also my reaction i was like it was fine it's you know not at all there's a waffle house there one of my timeshare there despite <laughs> all the demons that tried <laughs> yeah it's better just to rent honestly yeah, um, yeah. fair the deals you get on on uh airbnb this time of year oh no yeah come on uh yeah you you know it's fun that uh there's there's actually a disaster scale using waffle houses yeah yeah like depending on how bad the natural disaster is it's like okay is waffle house open okay it can't (laughs) can't be that bad of a natural disaster i've actually used that before because i i vacation in the outer banks i always have and it's always right around hurricane season good job stupid Nailed it. So uh, there have been several times where we determined if we should evacuate or not based on Waffle House being like, oh shit, guys, the Waffle House closed. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out! Yeah, it's of like here. Waffle House is closed. It's just like we have to get the shit out of everyone. Here. Run. You, you just see a guy with a fistful of waffles like running away from the Waffle House. <laughs> Dude, oh man, things as are it really explodes. bad right now. Yeah, fistful of waffles. That's definitely yeah. my new album. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, I've 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 lived right on the edge of the Waffle House disaster scale. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm from Florida. So yeah, yes. I mean that's just a perpetual state living on the Waffle House disaster scale. We always need to know the state of the Waffle House. Never was a it's big just... fan. Wait, so what does it denote when there's no Waffle House in the area? It's just wa- Waffle House will stay open during fucking anything. Yeah, is, there's probably just a diner. Yeah, but what if instead. the area doesn't even have a waffle? You well, don't. Pro- then you, you don't live, live there. The that's a, that's a void of. That's, it's, prob- that's, it's a void. It's been, it's been yeah. swallowed by the then shadows. Then you probably just live north of the Mason Dixon. That's pretty much <laughs> what it yeah. means. No, I also, mean there's, there's one in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I think that's the closest waffle. No, the closest one is in Allentown. I know for a fact. Ah. Here's here's why. Uh, uh, I was sober at the time, but I was hanging out with uh, three people that were very not sober. And uh, it was like, I gotta say, it, it was probably midnight, and we were all sitting on a porch in West Philly, and like me and another Floridian were just like reminiscing about how good Waffle House is, and he's just like hammered, just being like, "Oh, I want Waffle House," <laughs> and 
to which the other two people that we were with had never had Waffle House. So me and him were just like, we're going right now. Where's the closest one? And it's just like, oh, shit, the closest one is an hour and a half away. Um, so we drove there. I drove there, obviously, because I was the only sober one. And uh, the other fun fact about that story is that guy and one of the other girls that we were hanging out with met for the first time that night, and they are still together to this day. They, uh, they are in a long-term relationship for like eight years. A romance yeah. forged over waffles. The, yeah. the only good thing to come out of a trip from Waffle House. Honestly, they, it was so cute. The, the way they knew they like liked each other was that Oh, she did got, they order the same kind of hash browns? No, no, no. She got like a grand slam. She got like a huge plate. And then like the waitress came over and, and asked if anyone wanted seconds. And, and Alyssa, so my friend, said yeah. yes. And he he just turns to her and kind of pauses and, pauses and goes, I'm going to marry you. No, he's like, <laughs> what's your name again? <laughs> and they've been together ever since. That's, it's an, that's, a, that's a heartwarming story. I'm going to tell that story at their wedding one day. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, honestly, I'm jealous. That's a good wedding story. Yeah, I hope I'm in their wedding party so I can just tell that story. There's no relationship like the relationship born in the forged in the in the fires, fires of house. House, yeah. man i yeah. was really hoping that was going to be like they both ordered hash browns scattered covered and smothered and they <laughs> fell in love in that very moment <laughs> they did fall in love but it was over like being fat assholes at the waffle yeah. house also yeah. we we prank called the closest other waffle house for the waitresses because they had like a feud going had a oh going. my god <laughs> Unbelievable! What? Yeah, it was a great night. We didn't get home until like six o'clock in the morning. I had to work is, the next day. It was beautiful, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I read that. this. I read this. Um, this story. Where where did I read this? I want to say it was Reddit. But this this girl was writing for relationship advice about her boyfriend who every Saturday gets in a physical fight with the chef at Waffle House because. <laughs> He always orders his eggs a little runny. Like, he just wants them a little runny. Like, he's really specific about how he orders his eggs. And this chef gives him a different style of eggs every single week. And it ends up with them fighting every time. It's like, why would you still go back? Like... So dumb. It's that's, like at, the, at this point, this guy is in like a sadomasochistic relationship no, with yeah, this cook at Waffle Those House. two are the best frenemies that have ever existed. <laughs> right, they, yeah. they secretly are in love with each it's other. It's like Peter Griffin and the chicken at that point. Yeah. Man, I just want, I'm so mad I don't have a good diner near me. I want diner food so fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, that guy's got a book deal 365 ways to fuck up some asshole's eggs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also, I have before. a book deal on my romance novel, you know, lo- love over your sca- uh, scattered, scattered and smothered. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Waffle House publishing. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're a, we're a breakfast podcast now. <laughs> I, I can get behind that shit. I could Honestly. talk about breakfast food and diners because I have drunkenly ate in all of them in the greater... Uh, Warminster, uh, Southampton, area. and and we're it's officially like- <laughs> we're officially starting a war with uh, House of Pancakes because fuck them, Waffle House yeah. is superior. Um, so welcome uh, yeah. to Breakfast Bed, our new breakfast podcast. Mm. <laughs> Tales, I don't know. Tales Diner from the Waffle House. Spiders. You if can't had, see them, but they're there. You <laughs> have them. If I had to go to IHOP or Waffle House, I wouldn't go to either. Bullshit! You'd go to Waffle House. You'd Waffle I House. would make scrambled eggs at home. Hot take, and it's gonna make an enemy. <laughs> Waffle House is kind of trash. 
Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, no, but obviously. their waffles are you're unlike not, anything I want, I've I want ever actual had. food. I could just you're, go to a. You're, you're not breaking nor- new ground here you by telling me Waffle House is trash. We have fucking <laughs> invented diners here. Why would you waste your time going to Waffle House? Although living in New York, or living in Long Island for as long as I did, um, delis and diners down here are fucking trash. Oh yeah, well, especially yeah, like, delis yeah, compared to. They get to, better as yeah. you go north. Yeah, <laughs> but like. They're still better than Waffle House. That's why there's so many fucking diners and no Waffle Houses around here. <laughs> Here's the thing. We can agree that they're all better than Denny's. Everything's I can agree better than Denny's, Denny's is the McDonald's of diners. Oh, yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. I'm surprised. There's, uh, or uh, Perkins. That's another good one. Yeah. What the fuck is a Perkins? Perkins That's sucks, local. too. That's local. Adam oh. knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we have... All, more comics than we usually have to cover. Yeah, as much as I would yeah, love to spend the next hour and 30 minutes talking about breakfast. We this have zero like, time to bullshit and all we be, have uh, is bullshit. It's going to be our Patreon exclusive, guys. Turn into our diners podcast. Breakfast? <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and comics. Yeah. I don't even eat breakfast. I don't know how I got here. Tales from the <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and dives. Nice. It's our crossover episode. We're gonna oh, my fucking, God. We're going to get B- Guy up in here. Before I mean, Guy Fieri decides to sue us and shut us down, let's talk yeah. about some comic <laughs> books. No, hopefully he likes comics. We can get him on. It'll be, it'll be great. Oh, then move be... all the way down to Comic Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Enough already. All right, who's all who's right. got the first book? I think well, I got me. the first pick. No, fuck you. It's me. <laughs> Off mic, me and Sean were fighting over who was going to do this. This is why we were talking about breakfast for so long, because there was comic feuds. <laughs> yeah, we got beef. Uh, the best way to start any podcast yeah. is, is with is a good, hearty breakfast. All right, fine. I'll concede, Casey. You can Thank have you. This one. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my pick is Berserker number one by Keanu Reeves, everyone's favorite. Keanu Reeves, also everyone's other favorite, Matt Kent, uh, Ron Garney, and Bill Crabtree. Uh, this Which just is- subtly like, hinted that Keanu Reeves wrote a comic. Just like glaze over that fact. What? I didn't glaze over that. He's amazing. He wrote a comic. No. Uh, uh, yeah so keanu reeves wrote a comic book it's about and starring keanu reeves it's also a true story it's also a true story this is is actually his just biography yeah yeah yeah. this is keanu reeves fully openly admitting that he is immortal (laughs) and he also is a big fan of his own meme um so yeah essentially this is about an immortal warrior who has old guarded himself into being a, a, a mercenary for hire and is working for some type of clandestine government organization just like you know executing people on by their behalf in exchange for becoming their lab rat so that he can figure out if he can die so yeah, he doesn't necessarily want to die he just wants to know if he can no he wants to die I think he wants to do he that, wants the option to die sad boy so keanu definitely wants sad to die sad boy keanu he definitely yeah so yeah it's, it, essentially the entire first issue is just well first of all it starts out with the sad keanu meme where he's sitting <laughs> on the park bench it's literally the exact same park i bench. i squealed out loud like i Me opened too. this book and went yes yes he's not holding a muffin which is a little bit upsetting like <laughs> just so finished it upsetting. it's fine it was <laughs> raining crushed so. it yeah <laughs> um but yeah then he, he he jumps in a van and then basically the entire rest of the issue is him just punching people's faces off in he, the he, most no, literally like literally Casey says that he literally punches through someone's face yeah <laughs> you're hearing me say he punches people's faces off but i mean 
he literally puts his fist through people's faces and they cease to exist. It is hard to describe some of the violence in this book. At one point, he punches through a person's chest cavity, rips out their uh, rib cage, and then stabs another dude with it. Yeah. Like... This is like wow. John Wick just cranked up to 50. It's, yeah. It's John Wick if he were like paramilitary. Well, no, it's John uh, Wick if he just had bare hands and no guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, and also like worked with paramilitary, like to uh, assassinate some like president. Like, worked some... with is a loose term. They're there. Oh, yeah. No. They're not doing anything. Well, also, he has also Wolverine telling... powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, that's why he's immortal. He can regenerate. Um, so he just like survives a fucking explosion and he's just a melty mess and just walks out the other side. Yeah. He just pulls the pin out of a grenade and holds it in front of a dude's face yeah, until man. it blows up. Like fucking <laughs> crazy. He drives uh. a truck into a plane. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Prevent it from taking. It's wild. Yeah, Ron Garney nailed this like kinetic. It's 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 very like Frank Miller Ronin esque. Like it's got that kind of kinetic energy vibe. Um, Yeah, it's oh yeah. At one point, a dude like shoots his nose off his face. Like oh my god, there's just so much. Um, But yeah, all of that is interspersed with him talking to his doctor, and the doctor is just like you know. You know, we're, you know, thank you for what you're doing for us. And also, you know, how are you doing? Like, and, and her whole thing while she's talking to him is that she sees something new in his brain scan. And she's like a part of your brain lit up that like hasn't lit up before. You're like accessing something new. Like what, what, what was that? There, yeah. What right? happened? Turns out he's regaining some of his memories. And it's not necessarily that he like doesn't remember things it's just that time operates completely differently is is kind of the way that i read it yeah, um, so, yeah he's not wolverine it, he's not like he had his mind wiped but I clearly like the human brain can only hold so many exactly things. that's that's yeah. kind of what i what i got well, yeah, she said the stuff he does remember he remembers really well yeah, yeah exactly but, but it, it's kind of like so yeah you things. can only have so much long-term memory and then exactly. it's a lot of stuff just kind of like falls by the wayside but we find out by the end of the issue he remembers his own birth what was it 18,000 years 80,000 years ago 80,000 so this dude uh, here's uh, while Sean and I were hanging out of the shop today I came up with the theory that he's also Jesus oh man <laughs> wouldn't that yes. be cool because Keanu kind of looks like Jesus he looks like white Jesus Jesus yeah this is the one thing I think about Jesus it's all the pun- faces he punched off I mean yeah that's, well I mean that's, that was much later on in his yeah, career yeah it was later it was after <laughs> Jesus too. Murdered. Yeah, yeah. Jesus it was, too, it was like after Jesus he told too. everyone to be nice to each other, and they tortured him to, tortured him to death in the worst possible way. That he, he was just, like, yeah. you know what? He Fuck this! Goes, I'm just going to start punching people's faces. Goes off. back, takes the cross, and uses it as a weapon. Oh my god! <laughs> just puts it through someone's face because that's oh his favorite I, thing to do. If that's I not really if that's hope. not issue two or three, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> I hope they kind of Forrest Gump him through history, <laughs> and he's just like there for important moments. I hope he of history. murders Forrest Gump. <laughs> that's an option I he's guess. the guy that shot Forrest Gump in the ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah this book is super cool and it's Keanu and we all love Keanu so like you know yeah, read this it. Is a, check like, it out straight action comic yeah like. yeah there's there's really that's all the story there's a, it's you loud just, you yeah you just have to w- read it to see yeah. the just absolute carnage that i just can't wait for this to get turned into a movie or tv show or something because it definitely will like right like 
Well, yeah, it'll be the autobiography of Keanu Reeves, the movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get there. But directed, the very super true Reeves. story of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Written by Keanu Reeves, directed by Keanu Reeves, starring Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's just... Fight choreography whole... by that guy that did John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> right. That shit was awesome. Well, the, the, one of the things that I kept... I, my brain kept shouting while I was reading this is like, I believe that Keanu Reeves could do that. Like, yeah, every no, single I'm... thing that happens in this book, I was like, I believe that he could do that. Yeah, he's just he's just genuinely the best person in every way. And it's like Badass. I believe that he is he is John Wick. I mean, have you seen the training videos? Yeah, like I of mean, him like, training yeah, he, he has to train to know how to like he knows how to do some really with wild live shit. ammo. Like he trains yeah. like you would actually train to do those things. Like he yeah. can do them. He can he can be John Wick if he wanted to be. He's just too nice. Or if he like, needed honestly. to be. It's just if no one's ever hurt his it dog it's, that badly. It's what if he needed to be. That's what it is. If anyone ever hurts my dog, I'm calling Keanu. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it needs it needs a body count of a s- small state. Could <laughs> 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 need a Rhode Island amount of bodies. For this. All right. Well, speaking of uh, grisly violence. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of bodies. Uh, Fear case number two came out last week. Yeah. Also by Matt Kent. Yeah. Also by Matt Kent and uh, Tyler Jenkins and Hillary Jenkins. Mm-hmm. This book is bonkers. This is fucking nuts. This book makes me scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good Scares way to put it. Me. It is it is legitimately horrifying. Like, so, uh to, to catch you up from last issue, there's there's this team of guys that work for the Secret Service who are out tracking down this case. So they're on the case of this case, which the is case? literally a, <laughs> literally a suitcase that it's uh, made of how, fear. Yeah, it, it, it's made of fear. It houses something that sh- that shouldn't should be spoken be. about. Yeah. Don't worry, we're on the case. Jumps on the case. And basically, <laughs> if you're given this case, you have to either give it to the person you hate the most, or it automatically goes to the person you love the most. Somehow. Somehow. So yeah. it, it gets, what's it funny there. is, ever since issue one came out, every single person I've talked to about this book the conversation has turned into, well, who do you hate the most? And it's like, well, that's a difficult decision to make. And it's like, yeah, that's this kind of running joke. And that's what this issue is about. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, it ends up, we end up following the case to this guy's mistress, this guy who was murdered to death by his wife in a very grisly manner. Uh, um, or, or was he? Or was he? He or was, did he, he just was open de- the box? He was he, just, he was murdered grizzly. Definitely dead. <laughs> he's super fucking dead. He has he's no super, organs. Zero. He's super dead. Zero. So, organs. so these Secret Service guys track down this mistress at some like roadside oh, hotel, shit. and they find her intestines strewn about the place like fucking party garland. She got <laughs> hung by her own attest- intestines. Yeah, and and also it's in like a weird spiral shape at one oh point, which is yeah. spooky. Yeah. So also they find all over the walls written in blood are random people's names all crossed out and like rewritten and crossed out. She hates so many people. It took a lot of guts. (laughs) 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 So yeah, but but what ended up torturing her to death is she couldn't decide who she hated the most. I mean, same. That's a, that's a vibe. (laughs) It's that's a real vibe. Yeah. Just, it's not, it's not, uh, not enough people. It's too many people. <laughs> yeah, no, I really just want to give it to too many people. Have to like create a <laughs> ranking system yeah. and like 
Like, do I want to go through all the trouble of tracking down Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell or is it my dad? Like, there's just too many choices. Well, well, one, one of the one of the uh, Secret Service guys said something that's kind of been rattling around in my head since the first issue is he was like, I would give it to just the worst person. Like, figure out who, like, you can boil down who on this earth is just the worst, and then you just yeah. close the loop. The li- the, the living the Koch thing, brother. That's the thing that I was talking to Adam about was like there. Like, you know, like Casey brought up with um, people, like, there's a lot of people that I hate that I'm not personally close to, and if yeah. you send it to someone, like, a someone with fame, then they yeah. might not get it. How am because, I going to give this to Donald Trump? Right. I'm physically you, gonna, you not going to be able... Yeah. You can't just mail it He to has him. Secret Service. The, the Secret but, Service, I would be handing it to the guys who are doing the investigation. They'd be like, oh my God, thank you. We got it, finally. Thank you. Case, <laughs> but, cl- case closed. But, <laughs> but, what, but the, the one guy that said I would track down the most, the most evil person in the world, he also said, and that I would just try to convince them to open it. Like, yeah. right. give it to the worst like person, it. convince them to open it, game over. But you only like have three donuts days. on the box. <laughs> Our part is you only have three days, though. <laughs> the, the good old uh, uh, Turtles 2 trick of the pre-fight donut. Yeah, right. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> donuts free, please take. <laughs> what, is, what are these donuts in this ominous case that... This bowling bag <laughs> feels evil, but but they they come very very close to getting it because they they end up tracking it to this lady who thought she got it as a joke, and sent it to her stepfather who she didn't like. So then they go to the stepfather and he's like, "Oh, I gave it to those damn Mexicans across the street." <laughs> also, like, I just want to point out that the stepfather looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> Dude, this piece of shit. Just yeah, this fucking this, this racist, just a racist worse. asshole. Yeah, and then, and then of course, because the people across the street are like illegal immigrants, they all start running because the cops are after them. And it's like, no, 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 I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, and one of them takes off with the case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So. Uh, we're not federales. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it ends with this really ominous note where they're, they're, try- they're like, are we getting closer to this or are we just losing our minds? Or and then it's like, tune in next month. Be- <laughs> yeah, and it, and it seems to be both yeah it's both like, yeah it's for sure both yeah but i think it's like it's like the the art makes it seem like it's like latching onto them almost yeah. oh yeah because the very last panel is like this like smoke cloud in the shape yeah. of like a like a octopus skull it's really yeah. cool it's yeah. super cool the, the art in this just like it leaves that unsettled feeling it's just so creepy yeah, it, it, it it it's very similar to the first few issues of um department of truth yeah, yeah. yeah. That, these are the two scariest books for it's sure. It's got that kind of scratchy line work, and yeah, that's scra- it is just scratching at the back of your brain. Yeah, like, it's like something's wrong. It, it's you- like uh, the kind of like a vagueness, like a looseness to the art that is like horrifying. I don't know. I yeah, also, I also feel yeah. like it's going to be exactly like. Um, uh, God, what was it called, RJ? The uh, Black Stars Above, where like we don't actually, we're not right. gonna get all the answers that we want so because it's happen, yeah. because it's some kind of unknowable evil, like it's yeah, some Lovecraftian right. thing that's like once you name it and and see it, it becomes less scary. So it's way scarier to just be like, who the fuck knows what it is? And that's the that yeah, the unknown is the the scariest thing in the world. I just butchered that quote from Lovecraft. It's there fine. It Lovecraft was yeah, an asshole. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, speaking of fear of the unknown. 
John. Oh, is it's your turn. turn. It's your oh, turn. I, I didn't know this was mine. <laughs> You're so lucky we're not in the same room. I know. I just like having fun with you. All right. So <laughs> we got another number one. It's going to be Noctera, number one, by Scott Snyder, Tony S. D- Tony S. Daniel, Tomeo Mori as well on colors. So we, ooh, a double, double dose of him as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. This is a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so this kind of this starts off with a ki- uh, young girl in school, um, kind of drawing a, her family, and then there's a some kind of attack outside. Um, I don't really know what happened. They just refer it to it as what do they call it? I can't uh, the PM. The PM. Yeah, they don't never say what that means but the the, the world the, just kind of nighttime gets, it's nighttime it turns so, into nighttime that's what pm oh, means i guess that makes sense <laughs> so the, the character is like explaining um how she's blind she's yeah she was right. born um mostly blind until she got yeah. a, uh and then she was adopted and then was able and got and a then, surgery you know right before that. Of scenario happened yeah and it was one of those like it was like uh she described as having fingers over her eyes in darkness and when mm. this event happened it was like that happening to the entire so world it, it's kind of like king and black like it's kind of like venom dragons but it's like turning people into night actually it, night monsters yeah, it's, it's very like similar vibe. very yeah. similar yeah it's like turning people into night monsters and the only way to not is to be lit up which is an interesting concept yeah, no, I yeah. really like that. If you stay in the dark for longer than 10 minutes, any, like, human, animal, dog, whatever. It just, like, corrupts you. Plant. And they, yeah. They've made, like, light grenades and, like, other tech to keep yourself lit up. Well, that taps yeah. right into my, my fear of the dark. That's- Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, that's definitely yeah. the point. <laughs> so we kind of get a catch-up. We now cut to the future after everything's happened and our main character seems to be just kind of like a transporter she's a trucker the, she's a trucker and transports people through this darkness killing monsters yep. and trying to protect people and there's like home outposts and stuff yeah um, she, she's literally like if like it's oblivion song mixed with like Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road. I <laughs> yeah. thought it. I thought yeah. it was really cool because the main like outpost that she goes to used to be a light bulb factory. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is awesome. And there's like yeah, light awesome. bulbs like strung up just everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> and they uh they check your gums because it like that's like where the that's uh, where it starts. Starts. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's cool. It's yeah. a really cool world building to kind of get you caught up on yeah. what this what's going on they do a really good job of making you care about the characters too like i am immediately invested Mm. in this main character and her brother right and her brother's like starting to get infected and yeah he keeps sneaking out for some reason they don't really explain why and yeah he's he's got it in his gums and she talks about like if you have it in your gums then if you like you can still fix it but you need like solar lamps and like all this tech that they don't have yeah or dialysis on dialysis yeah Yeah. so that's what he ends up doing and i think that's why she's doing a lot of these she needs money to keep that going well money and the 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 lamp that she keeps talking about is in the town that she needs to get to and that town just went dark so she's like all right let's go on a convoy over to that town and figure out what the hell to do yeah so the issue ends with someone approaching her about a job she's like Nah, but then, fi- you know, after realizing she needs cash, she's like, all right, I'll take the job. 
uh, to transport these people to that town. She's got to go anyway. It and it's dark. kind of like a unsolicited job because they approached her, but it's not yeah. like sanctioned. So it's exactly, like, it's way more dangerous because she doesn't know what she's dealing with. They they only they're kind of pretty vague about like what the job, what like, it is, yeah, what they're, it, where they're going. And oh, and also this creepy all black dude with like yeah. he's got oh my god, yeah. yeah. So once we get the transport thing, basically there's like a there's a fixer that they all check in with. And then this dude, like Casey was saying, is literally just black, not like a shadow. He's like phantom. It's like, like he what? doesn't, it's like there's a- it's Phantom m- black? Phantom it's black, like, yeah. It's like, like I was cut out where he should be. So like my, <laughs> my thinking is that he's like a solar flare. Like well, they, he's like so bright that, or they I explain think, it, do they? They, they, they explain they, that he's got some kind of like nanotech, a the carbon. Of com- carbon nanotubes. Okay. And I'm actually, and it's bonded to his skin. So like, I guess he could burn people with it, and like maybe like it right, absorbs yeah. light, and he could push it out. Or I don't. Well, know. that's a uh, fun fact. If you painted a pool with Fanta black, like the blackest black that exists as a pigment, um, it would flash boil it, and you would die. Um, so, there's because, this, there's this artist because it absorbs so much light. There's this artist that came up with a comparable pigment to Fanta black. And oh yeah! Oh, we can get into the culture hustle Fanta Black fight. I, I, I just, I just love, I love that it. when you buy the culture hustle version of it, you have to swear that you're not the guy who invented Fanta Black. Yeah, because he wants to sell it for like two hundred dollars a bottle or something really stupid, or like never give it out. And then this guy's like, "It's almost free. Here you go." Yeah. I just like art. Then fuck that think- other guy. But like, don't give it to Slugworth. Yeah. Yeah. What a hell of a tri- fucking digression. Sorry. I'll just wrap up this book real quick. <laughs> uh, so n- basically, lack of space guy over here. I don't even know what the hell to call him. Uh, goes to the fixer. Is like, yeah, where did our main character go? Um, I need to kill the person that she's trying to transport because he, apparently he's the dude that's responsible for the sun going out. <laughs> oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> anyway, this book is cool. It reminds me of like early two thousands image when they were like pumping out a lot of their stuff that got like you know really big like Walking Dead and things. Yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. it looks great. Um, it's got a lot of I think it touches a lot of genres, which is cool. I think we're gonna get a nice chase actiony issue coming up here soon, which is cool. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. And to also, I know this issues. is like not a super uh, popular opinion, but I I'm excited to like Scott Snyder's writing again. <laughs> That's I've, that's just me though. I I just really wasn't a huge fan of anything he did at DC in the last like forever. I've, I I was uh, witches was really good. Yeah, witches was great. I, I was think that was like that. content. That was around the same time he was still doing Batman Wait, though. Witches was yeah. an image though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just like saying. Uh, yeah, like, I, I didn't like he, I didn't like anything he's been doing at DC lately. Is what yeah, yeah. yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, moving on, I've got another number one that's great. Uh, it's called uh, Dead Dog's Bite, uh, number one, by Tyler Boss, who you might recognize from uh, another great book called Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Man, this Rosenberg. week was loaded. So loaded. It was. Um, Lots of number this, ones this week. Yeah. This book was so much fun uh, and really weird and like off-putting, but also really funny. Um, so essentially the story is about, we're following this main character and her best friend has gone missing. And like the whole town is, is like, you know, they're putting out like the milk cartons with her, with her picture on it and all that. And it's clearly her and her other friends attempt to try and find her. 
Um, but it's told in such a way that is very bizarre to the point of being like, I can't tell the vibe that they're going for in a really good way. You know what there's I mean? A, there's a sense of like unease and weirdness, but just tinges of it. So you can't actually tell. If Twin some- Peaks. Twin, it's got a yeah. it's got a Twin Peaks vibe. That you I nailed a, it. There it is. Like, you have a Twilight Zone esque narrator the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, so the book weird. the book starts out with the like classic nine panel grid of the the narrator popping up out of the sewer and like doing the Twilight Zone narrating, and then he says something about he's just like I just want you guys to know that I'm not a communist, nor have I ever been, or or you know consorted <laughs> with communists, and then that doesn't come up again in the first issue. I'm just like, what is going on? Now, like, now that. Now that you compared it to Twin Peaks, that's David Lynch's voice in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's not, yeah, it's not wrong. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's got this, like, you want to be kind of laughing at everything that's going on, but then you remember that there's a there's a girl missing, and it's a, very tragic. And, like, yeah, the whole first time we meet the narrator, she's, like, just trying to get her prescription filled, and, like, the mm-hmm. pharmacist is just being a goofball, and... Yeah, yeah, it's like he's not even a real person. He's like a cartoon <laughs> character. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's like, the they go to like, the mayor is having like a press conference and the mayor is wearing like this vigil. like... Huh? It's like a vigil for the, like, the yeah. missing girl. Yeah. It's a vigil. Also, he's drawn to look a lot like Willem Dafoe. But like, oh, if, yeah. if Willem Dafoe were like Willy Wonka. I thought um, Yosemite Sam, but tall. Wonka Dafoe. <laughs> oh, Casey! But no, look at his face. Look at like his his face is he's got very angular Willem sure. Dafoe face. Um, so Casey, yeah. um, the huh. reason the narrator said I've never been a communist, uh, Rod Serling was blacklisted. Oh, fuck! That's it. There it is. Rod Serling, the original narrator of there it is. Twilight yes, Zone. That's right. I can't believe I didn't put that together. I already knew that. I can't believe yeah. I didn't put that together. God damn it. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Tyler Boss is amazing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So And then, like, the, the mayor has this, like, really creepy lady, like, off to the side in, like, a like crazy get up that's just, like, his right-hand man and, like, doesn't speak and I don't know what the hell that is about. Uh, but then he kind of goes on and goes back to being like a normal story about this like girl and like some dudes are bullying her and they're like, oh, where's your lesbian girlfriend? Whatever. And she pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Oh my God. And he's just like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this I'm sorry. This is hilarious. And then like her her buddy pulls up and he's like, whoa, where the fuck did you get a gun? And then she like squirts him with a squirt gun. <laughs> like, gotcha. So, so um, good. And then they go, they got, go out to like the lookout point, the makeout spot. And there's a couple that's like, it's kind of having like an I awkward love, I, I love how this girl's trying to get it and the, the dudes having none yeah. of it <laughs> there's yeah the, yeah the girl's trying to get it there's some there's some bad consent going on on her part I love, yeah i love his characters because they're all really unique and like yeah, yeah. he nails they, yeah. the voices for all of them oh mm-hmm. yeah no he uh, you know what i was thinking this whole time while i was reading this him and um Oh god, now I'm gonna- Steve Lieber. Steve Lieber and Tyler Boss mm. nail this like really incredible pacing that portrays a vibe, especially of comedy, in in such a brilliant way. Like they can tell the story with the negative space, with the like with the lack yeah. of with the pauses. You well, know? I, I love his Yeah, and, and I and his art also complements that. And he yeah. has all these cool Absolutely. visual tricks. Mm-hmm. He uh Tyler Boss has this awesome I mean 
Four Kids Walking to a Bank is is amazing too. And yeah, everyone they, go read that if and you haven't. Him and Matthew Rosenberg nail that comedic timing as well. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, um, absolutely. There's also something that I I feel like doesn't get enough credit is his issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Paul Aller, who writes GI Joe, oh. where the where the turtles are stuck in like the town hall building and they have to sneak out. And the the whole issue is them trying to plan how to sneak out. And it does all these like cool like overhead shots. And Ooh. like splitting the turtles off into like four different directions. It's it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, yeah. So cool. The back to the story. Um, that, that was a really cool side. I want to go find that issue. Um, but yeah. So her and her her dude friend are uh, it's hanging out at look. Girl, it's the missing girl's boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. The because they had gone out to the lookout point the yes. night before. Like she he was the last one to hang out with right. the missing. She's girl. trying to investigate and yes. figure out where the hell her exactly. friends at. There's definitely yeah. a conflict because like you can tell the main character liked her. Right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. No. There's yeah, 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 there's yeah. definitely some love triangle thing going on because yeah. yes. also her and this guy almost kiss and there's just like an entire page of like scribbled out like thought bubbles or just like uh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's the best like. Like it's the best phys- visual representation of. Uh, <laughs> it's like her brain just broke. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the only way. It's like the, that, like Tina Belcher. Like, it's uh, <laughs> exactly how I read that. It's beautiful. That's um, great. But also, there's this really good story of like the main character and like talking about her missing friend, where like they used to go to like lookout point and just like watch people, just to creep on, people? just to be creeps, and he's just like. Oh, it's really weird. That's I yeah. really I understand why she didn't want to make out here when we were here last the other night. Uh, and you then yeah, they, al- they almost kiss. The narrator comes back. He and- shows up in a cab, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, like it's so interesting that he's just and he's always like checking his watch too, yeah. which is there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot going on in this. There's a lot going on, and then like yeah, as RJ pointed out, which I didn't notice at one point when you when you're like looking in. Like there's a there's one panel of the boyfriend's eye and it's got these like crazy squiggles in it and you're just like oh what's what's that and then you see like the night sky of the town that they're like looking out you know because it's it shows a, up a make lot. out point it's, yeah it's, it's the squiggle it's in the missing girl's eye on the poster and uh-huh. it's the patch on the cop's sleeve as well uh-huh. it's so it's in a bunch of different places it's yeah it's very yeah. Yeah, there's something. there's there's something. It's I love it. It's yeah. It's got you know anyone could do like a, a missing person mystery story, but this one has such a unique vibe. And like I say, Twin Peaks only because it scratches that like uniqueness that like nothing else can really. Yeah, it feels like the weirdness. It just feels like something's weird. Everyone's like, yeah, like it feels like everyone's trying to hide something. Like, yeah, it just feels like something's wrong. Yeah, but you just Every, everything's out off. What, what and it is. everything's off, and it's still like endearing. And yeah. funny, yeah, love it. Can't wait for more. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Great number one. All right. Well, I have something that isn't number one, <laughs> uh, it. but it going, is very funny. Going back into X Men. This is the highest X-Men. numbered book on this show right now. It's true. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so Hellions number ten by Zeb Wells, Stephen Segovia, and David Curiel. Uh. Oh man, this issue had me rolling. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. funny. We we open up with um, Arcade, who has captured all of the Hellions, and he is in front of Sinister tied to a chair. And because Mastermind is with Arcade, 
master he's worried that mastermind is like going to manipulate arcade um and like help sinister so so arcade has this this person in a like a security room in a different floor watching camera footage of arcade to make sure that uh everything like mastermind isn't messing with him and so arcade is doing all these actions and talking to the person in the security cam footage to like make sure that everything is happening as he yeah. says it is. Yeah, he's like, I am disciplining Mr. Sinister. Confirm. Right. And then it says, confirmed. confirmed. And it's like, <laughs> so it opens up with Arcade going, I'm looking at him right now in his weird albino rabbit eyes. Confirm, confirm. <laughs> and then Sinister's like, what are you doing? You sound insane. Well, when in yeah. Rome, there's a strange man molesting me with his eyes. Big, toothy grin. Clearly veneers. Confirm, confirm. <laughs> and, the, and, and then they And she's like, guy, she's like, should, should I, should, should I, I confirm? confirm? He's like, no. no. What are you doing? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, shit was reading it was like so it was like it was a lot but like it was so ridiculous on top of that too like, I'm being assaulted by a Chucky doll confirm <laughs> I, I'm running my hair through his I'm running my hands through his hair it's just as greasy as it, fe- as, <laughs> it feels just as greasy as it looks confirm and then he's like listen if mastermind leaves can we stop talking like semi autopilot this <laughs> like semi semi trailer pilots confirm Roger over and out. He's, and then our kid's like, I don't care if it annoys you, you stupid fuck. Losing my cool here, and then his assistant's like confirmed. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> so essentially, arcade. We find out arcade captured Sinister because he wants clones for his murder world. Because this whole thing is course. to soup up his murder world. Because yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Um, so, because Murder World is just too boring with it's regular robots. You know, you need some fucking well, clones yeah. in there, man. You got to spruce that shit up. Mm-hmm. So, right now, his Murder World consists of him having Mastermind create illusions for all of the different Hellions. Uh, and he's like, it's a lot better than uh, having them all run around a giant pinball machine. That's at least what I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there and, there isn't anything to enjoy about running around inside a giant pinball machine, <laughs> right? Right. And then and we see that Ma- Arcade has Mastermind's daughter caught. So if anything doesn't match up with the security footage, he's gonna murder her daughter. I it's like Arcade planned this whole thing out. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty well done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're all going through the different simulations, and Cannon is like with a kid and i guess it's her daughter and then gets invaded by betsy with mojo eyes or yeah. something i don't know something. it's really creepy mm-hmm. crazy eyes uh, what a- uh gray crow is like at in a war and is like shooting a bunch of people but then he's like doesn't remember who he's taking down and it turns out it's like all the original marauders uh, um, yeah, and each one is like fulfilling some kind of like basic need. So like Psylocke's right. is compassion, his is uh Great Crow's is absolution. Nanny's, uh, Nanny's is just of all the orphan mutants coming to her <laughs> and like hugging her. <laughs> and uh, then oh man, Havoc Havoc's is Maddie. <laughs> Dude, and, and then they cut they cut to what's actually happening. Right. I thought that was pretty and funny. And he's like oh, he's God. like on a on a uh, slab just 
cradling this mannequin. He's like making out with a with a like some blank slate robot. Yeah. And it's like we're not gonna watch this dude fuck a robot again, are we? <laughs> and, and then he's like, and Arcade's Arcade's like, what are you? disturbed by how I'm breaking your team's mind? He's like, no, I just don't want to watch him snog this robot. I, yeah, <laughs> can you please turn me around? Also, I love Wild Childs because uh, it's it's uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine being like, oh, you're the big dog. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. You're Alpha. We love you. It would have been so- funny if it was just him putting on a tie. <laughs> <laughs> like just putting on a suit. Right. He can't handle clothes. This. Yeah. <laughs> that should be, uh, that should be uh, Akihiro's. Yeah, putting right. on clothes, <laughs> <laughs> a shirt. Ugh. But but then uh, so, uh, they like he shows Sinister all these simulations, and he's like, "All right, you're gonna give me clones from the murder world." And Sinister goes, "Okay." <laughs> and then yeah, like, sure, sure, whatever, okay, dude. I don't like, care. Oh well, all right. Let's just pretend that you had wills of a will of steel, and that you, you know, didn't give in so easily. And then he just he, really wanted to pull his teeth. Yeah, he That's all. Yeah, he just Sinister's wanted to torture teeth. him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I already had a whole day of torture planned out, so I'm just going to go ahead and indulge. I went yeah. to dental school and everything. I'm not going to waste yeah. it. No, he specifically says that he does not know how to use these oh, tools. Well, there yeah. it is. Confirm? Yeah. Confirmed. And then, uh, so, uh, it, uh, his assistant like kind of mentions that a few of the simulations are breaking, and he's like, all right, just murder them. Um, he's like, yeah, because Psylocke like breaks it for a split second, and then reaches out to Grey Crow, and they're both yeah, just kind of like huh. she kind of right. figures out like something's wrong because her daughter doesn't have a name. She's yeah. like, "Wait, yeah, you're not a real person." And yeah. Arcade goes, "I've killed so many like this in the screaming apex of their terror. You probably wonder how I live with myself, but when someone sees the true horror of life, their death becomes a gift, and I become their savior. You see now why I couldn't just let you accept my offer." And I'm like, "That is the most fucked up." Like arcade yeah. thing. He's I've legitimately ever heard. scary. He's, like yeah. this is Zeb Wells is really good at writing sociopaths. Right. I don't know what that says about him. <laughs> and he's like, he's he's like pulls all Sinister's teeth. And he's like, uh, do you understand? It's like, yes, confirmed, confirmed, very good. Now that we're partners, let's play. And he's like covered in in Sinister's blood. And I'm like, damn, I've never been this like threatened by arcade before. It's great. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's. There's Just also this data scary. page that is like a, a note to uh Arcade's employees that they're uh that they're that they shouldn't look at him too much, but that thus are not paying him enough attention. So they have to like <laughs> look like kind of like direct their attention to him, but they have not to they have to kinda like Yeah, no no eye contact, but kinda like tilt their head like a subservient dog <laughs> so that they're acknowledging his presence, but also not making eye contact. Right. <laughs> Very delicate balance. And then when he yeah. says, when I, when I say I'm so furious, I'm going to scissor kick you in the throat. This is an invitation to stay perfectly still while I scissor kick you in the throat. This is not an invitation to flinch or dodge said scissor kick and put me at great physical risk. I had to LP someone for this last week, so putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, what a what a good characterization of a, just a complete horrific sociopath. Right, it's crazy. Yeah, he's lunatic. It's like <laughs> the most well, like written arcade I've I've read in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was, this book was was horrifying and hilarious, and it, it nailed it nailed it. Ran whole, through the whole gambit right. of emotions, just like the his murder world did. It, it nailed its whole vibe. It, <laughs> yeah, I love it. So yeah. good. So we got a shitload of shout outs. 
So many yeah. shout outs. Let's fucking let's do this. Which again, this week was title. crazy. It was a good week. So um, I'll go first. Uh, Demon Days X Men number one came out. Uh, this is by Peach Momoko. Gorgeous. And it's so pretty. It, it's it's very very pretty. I the, had to restrain myself from ripping it apart and putting it all over my walls. I mean, <laughs> you, you can still do that, RJ. That's fine ah, to that's do. That's sacrilege. I have I have I the have I have a copies. center spread of Tank Girl hanging right behind me. I don't I don't show remorse for things like that. <laughs> yeah, you also go to the beach and put sand in all <laughs> But um, but the the best way I could describe this was if they. Did an issue of Usagi Yojimbo using X Men characters? Right, that's the first thing I told you too when I read it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's so like there are these oni that live up in the mountains and they've been fucking up this village, and then Psylocke with her pet dog Logan. Mm-hmm. So Psylocke's like a Ronin sword for hire wanders into town, and they're like, "Look, you can stay here, but you gotta, you gotta fight off the oni." And then they find out that there's this Venom monster living in the town. So she's like, well, we can just get the Oni to fight the Venom monster. And the Oni is the Hulk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's awesome. Ew. Yeah. yeah it was it's really super cool. cool. Loved it. And the, yeah, the art is just beautiful. Um, the color is beautiful. And the art is so good. It's just. A- I, I've seen so many Peach Momoko covers lately that I'm like, they're good. I like them. But I don't really get like. The, why they're so like those all of her like variants are like super hot you know and i'm like I okay i get it but like these interiors take it to another level like that she, style is really good when it's telling a story yeah 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 it's it's perfect for that like sequential mm-hmm. like story it, it's yep. it flows so beautifully absolutely yeah yeah and i i happen to have the peach momoko cover of this nice hey. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so it's uh, it's great. I can't wait for more of this. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings it back to me again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have uh, King in Black, Wicked and Hulkling, number one, by Teeny Howard, Luciana Vecchio, and Espen Grundhern. Um, So this book is Wicked and Hulkling's honeymoon but it's so cute it's i love them adorable and then it also gets uh messed up by symbiote they, dragons they got goo dragon they got goop dragons that's um you know you're just honeymooning with your boyfriend freezing. on a on a shiar beach husband show some respect anyway just goop dragons also also they're honeymooning with uh uh l'oreal um what's her so good Stop and she's saying goop dragons. It's, uh, <laughs> and she she's like their like vig- vigilant Cat, protector. Captain, Captain America, Captain Cap- Marvel's yeah. like sister. Yeah, we we she's, talked about her uh, when we did the Empire Captain Marvel. Yeah, story. and she she's the new accuser, so she's like in charge of their like bodyguarding. So like right. every time they try to get like a split second alone, she's just right there. And she she like has all their bags. Uh, so she's funny. just third wheeling so hard and he's like hey go get the umbrella so you can hold the umbrella and fan us and she just she's like right away sir and he's just like oh my god we have we have five minutes they also have a champagne bot <laughs> yeah they do i love the champagne bot <laughs> uh, the champagne bot becomes uh one of their 
greatest allies in the fight against the goop dragons because it also offers them a light which becomes a like a settling torch to you know kill all the venoms right yeah <laughs> this book is adorable and it's badass and i i mean i just enjoy getting more wiccan and hulkling any any wiccan and hulkling is is welcome in my book yeah i thought it was great it's definitely yeah. one of my favorite king and black uh additions yeah yeah, I, I've been talking about this at work and like no shade to King of Black because, you know, it's an event that people like, but I've really been liking the side stories to the event far more than the actual event. Like that's not very typical. Like it's usually the other way around for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll take the next one. Uh, we got Swamp Thing number one by Rom V, Mike Perkins and Mike Spicer. This is our new series coming out of the Future State Swamp thing that we talked about, which doesn't seem to have anything to do with it at all, which is great. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's still Swamp Thing. It's definitely the same creative team, but same that's about it. Same creative team, yeah. Um, so this kind of seems to be about uh, this guy who goes on a trip to visit his family and comes back and he, something happened, right? And now he's having these visions and dreams of almost like exploding and turning into Swamp Thing. Like there's this two- I hate it when that like, happens. There's like it, this awesome two-page splash um, with him, like all these veins and vines and stuff popping out of him as he's like trying to figure out, like like almost transforming into Swamp yeah, Thing. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Twilight Zone, I don't think it's a mistake that this happens, like he starts losing his mind while on the airplane and thinking he's right. turning into Swamp Thing while he's on the airplane. It's It's very- you know, that was some, Bill Shatner. Yeah, it, that was some awesome art that, too. With yeah, like it's the gorgeous. vines coming yeah. out of his body and out of his and eyes, it, and, and then shit. coming out of the panels, like yeah. it, like it, it transforms the panel layout in two it's vines. Really cool, it's yeah. Gorgeous. And that seems to be like a classic Swamp Thing. Oh, of course, art style, which is great. I love it. Um, and it's like interspersed with him talking about this trip when he uh, going back home to India, and something very clearly traumatic happened, and something very he saw some kind of war crime. Some kind like, of war, and like also like it seems like his brother, like his brother, re- called upon some type of dark some force. Sort of ritual, ritual. It's in some fashion. We don't get a lot of background, but the other side of this is some cops investigating some bodies that were found, and then this, I don't know, creature that seems to just be death incarnate. He's a goop monster. Well, if no, if yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. If if um, Swamp Thing is the green. This thing is whatever the equivalent of that is for the desert, is kind of what I gather. Well, it could still just be the rot. I don't I think, think it's it the rot. Be, I think it might be because it talks about like the death, as like being like death and murdering things, but it also like talks about like. I thought I thought like he was originally a, a man and then like changed, and then they found him eating crude oil. And he's got like this kind of crude oil goopiness. Yeah, about. that's yeah. been the story behind him. So like, it, who, I, I we don't really know what it is. Well, I mean, you know, Swamp Thing was also a man that turned into a Swamp Thing. So that's uh, yeah. There's some depends. I mean, yeah, uh, we know. Yes, also not true, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, they changed that. <laughs> but basically, now Swamp Thing kind of pops out and confronts hit this thing, and then the, it's basically telling Swamp Thing like, hey. I, like you could be like this, we could be gods essentially. Um, if you just figure it out. But then it kind of cuts to this thing pushing Swamp Thing back and like disintegrating it almost, and then 
our main character coming out of a tree in the middle of Central Park. So like somehow the green and swamp thing is inside of this person and it's almost like a Hulk situation where when they swamp thing he doesn't really know what's going on and it's kind of like taking over him at will. He's a swamp thing, thing the Yeah, swamp thing the <laughs> werewolf story. He's a were thing, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's were okay. swamp. <laughs> yes. Where thing? Where swamp? Oh no, I'm turning into a swamp. <laughs> Worst superpower. He'll, ha- he'll you have to bed last night. I was the bed last night. I don't know. He'll have to yeah. fight the where to go. Oh. Yeah, there it is. So where This is go? definitely a very interesting, like a new take on Swamp Thing, and it's. I'm in. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm very curious if he is the new embodiment of the green or if, like, Alec plays in some way, too, or, like, I... How, I yeah, how did he even... How did he... Yeah, I, I like yeah, the... Yeah, how this is working at all. I love the... Yeah. I like the way that Rom is treating Swamp Thing in this, because it's he, a lot more, he, like, in the in the sidelines, like, like always, like, kind of, like, around the corner, but not necessarily yeah. in the book right now, just for the first issue. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it definitely yeah. It, it it feels more. I mean, pun intended. Feels more like a force of nature than a character. But if like the, uh, Swamp Thing is is a, is a which it, which an he, idea, which an he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we've always kind of characterized it as like a a character that you could relate to, that you can like identify with, that you can empathize with. This is just explore that a lot in the, the more run where there's he meets all these different iterations of Swamp Thing. Right. Yeah. See, the thing is, the more run and, like, Swamp Thing is, like, good at, like, doing that, but then also you have, the like, the superhero element where he punches stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. This is tackling the first part of that, which is always really interesting, too. It's, like, the human person struggling with, like, being a Swamp Thing. The (laughs) existential dread of being nature. And and figuring out that stuff, yeah. If this book continues like that, where it's, like, uh, these different horror stories of people, but then Swamp Thing is kind of like always present through them. That is an interesting idea. I don't know yeah, if it's absolutely. going to go that direction, but that it could. I'm stoked as hell to find out. Absolutely, yeah, I'm in. Well, speaking of monsters. Um, <laughs> monsters. <laughs> I've got, uh, is it Jana? Jana, Jana and yep. the Unpossible Monsters by Lara and Chris Samney and Matthew Wilson. Um, yeah. This book is so pretty. It's another one that's just so it's, pretty. It's gorgeous. It's cute. It's the art is fantastic. Um, yeah. put this on your shelf right next to orcs. Yes, they're they're very much. <laughs> it's the got same a similar vibe. vibe. It's got a it's yep. got a Jeff Smith vibe about it that I'm really digging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's about like um this. So uh, apparently, like these giant monsters just appeared, and mm-hmm. like kind of shook up the whole world, and this. This girl's trying to find her little sister who got lost right when it all happened. Well, who like also just to... really wants to fight them. Yeah. It tried to fight one of them. Which was yeah, awesome. She just ran right at this. Gi- <laughs> and it's just amazing splash page of her jumping after this giant yeah. monster. It's, it's really cool. Really beautiful art. Really beautiful color. Really enjoyed this book. Yeah. This is a very quick first issue, but it grabbed me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, in very powerful Chris Samney fashion, uh, it's a book of few words because yes. it doesn't really need them because it's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, my last book is Dreaming Waking Hours number eight by G. Rilla Wilson, Nick Robles, and Matthew Lopez. Um, this book continues to be 
what just one of my favorite things that comes out every every month um <laughs> every week you wish every week yeah they, so they get to the cast gets to uh the fairyland and it's fucked up it's uh pretty pretty barren and destroyed um from the the huge so apparently like just uh Oberon and Titania being dethroned had caused a huge fairy civil war. Um so now the Unseelie have taken over pretty much. This this is looking very like Pride Rock after Scar <laughs> took over yep, kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> That's never good. <laughs> no. You never want hyenas running the show. No. De- definitely. Yeah, they don't know <laughs> yeah. what the fuck they're doing. Uh, And then there's also um, a different story going on of Dream uh, finding out that uh, uh, Heather had, like, that amulet that she needed that is part of the original Dream getting caught um, because of that whole whole Sandman connection. Um, So he goes to Heather's apartment and uh, notices, like, that there's something wrong and i think it's the the fairy door opening but he's he's kind of just worried about the fact that letting ruin into the normal world has caused ancient evils to awaken um also goldie is just still in her apartment just eating snacks matthew was like look she kidnapped goldie and dream's like i think goldie's doing okay he's like yeah eat a pie (laughs) like i think goldie's doing all right (laughs) um and then there's this great part where they're like wandering the the wasteland that is the fae and uh dream talks dream is talking or ruin Ruin is talking and like he goes over to these this branch and he like snaps some off and then this huge stick a fairy appears and he's like, what were you doing? I was dying. I was, I was finally like going to succumb and like was peaceful and you ruined it. He's like, I thought you were just a bunch of sticks. <laughs> I thought you were a stick. Uh, it's a very angry stick. Also, I'm, you know, if there's ever any like infinite chaos rift that sucks me up into a fictional land where I get put into like characters with like on a team it's just ruin and iboy and me we're all the same person (laughs) (laughs) i'm just convinced we're all the same person what a fucking wholesome team i love it you guys would accomplish nothing but it would be so (laughs) i would get so infuriated (laughs) you would end up just reading comics out loud to iboy yeah (laughs) i'm gonna throw doug in there too (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you and Doug are just I definitely the same person. <laughs> um, I, I, and then uh, it ends with um, them getting uh, tempted by Unseely and taken away to because uh, they're kind of like mesmerized, like Siren Song. And um, Joe Fuel, it doesn't work on him, and they're like, okay, and just push him, pushes him in the mud, and goes and takes Rune and uh, Heather. And uh, Joe Fuel goes up to Rune and he's like, "You're don't did you forget about the the boy you're in love with? You're supposed to be finding him, not going off to mate with this ambulatory sirloin steak because it's like a huge <laughs> bull fairy." <laughs> Damn. Uh, my God, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah seriously, <laughs> Jesus. This book's great. I love it. Oh, it's so good. 
Uh, speaking of great books, we got another number one. Uh, Undone by Blood, The Other Side of Eden, number one. Um, I, like I think one. we talked a lot about the first uh, volume of this, and yeah. each volume is going to be with the same through line of the like pulp western comic that or uh, you know pulp book novel whatever mm-hmm. um words that uh <laughs> that the main character of whatever story is reading and then that that like outside story is different so this one takes place uh during the de- depression it's 1934 and uh we have a hispanic um uh th- heist i don't know a heist person i don't know what he- he's heisting um <laughs> And that's that's kind of the mystery of the book. It's like we're we're like following him as he's casing out a joint, and we're following to rob, like some kind of penthouse. Yeah, and like it's him and and his coworker are like mail carriers, and they've been like using that partially as like a a part of their route of like casing out joints and. Yep. It's really cool, and like it's it's also followed. You know, he's like reading through the book as it's going to yeah they always mirror each other just like the other one yeah exactly this one this one the main character of the novel is like in mexico pulling off like trying to pull off a train heist and like helping out these banditos and stuff vice versa he's in jail and helps the banditos try to pull off a train heist he's like exactly it's gonna go bad they're like no it's not it's like no you're gonna get no it's definitely gonna go bad (laughs) you're gonna need my help and then they do um yeah and then like this guy is, you know, kind of experiencing a little bit of like racism from people in Texas, yeah. and you know, and also there's a, there's a package from Sweetheart, Arizona, which I thought was really interesting because the first oh, story nice. took place in Sweetheart. That's a um, nice touch. forty years in the future, but right. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a, a lot of really cool little details, but uh, yeah. it's kind of tight lipped on like what they're stealing and where, and I yeah. I really like that. I'm I'm hooked. It's really good. Yeah, just the style and the first one being so good. I was going to read this anyway. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Go read it. it yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so this next one kind of leads into our top story. We have Infinite Frontier Zero by everyone. Everyone. Uh, by everyone, really everyone working in- at DC right now. Pretty yep, much, yep, yep. yeah. So we really wanted to highlight a couple, like the, the Batman stories um, by James Tynan, uh, Jorge Jimenez, and Tomei More is like a direct lead-in to our top story. So they're... If you want to get caught up and got a good jumping on point, this is yeah. a great place yeah, to start. Yeah, you definitely need to read Infinite Frontier first, and then you can just jump into Batman, even if you are 105 issues Or behind. just jump into Batman, because yeah. I didn't read this, and Batman tracks. Oh. So. You don't need to, but it's like it, it's a it's a direct setup, for sure. Um, yeah. It's also a setup for next week's Joker number one. And there's this a, week's Joker. And it kind of sets the stage for post-future state world like the what and like what yeah it's, it sets up all that stuff it sets There's up the cool status quo like a post you know post uh, dark knight's death metal wonder woman is kind of like invited to be on the pantheon of gods essentially and it's and her says, it's her good. it's oh it's her like looking through and seeing like you know i need to make sure that my friends are okay i yeah. need to make sure that everyone you know i feel this darkness that needs to be resolved so she's looking in on all the different DC books that we're going to get and seeing yeah. where they're at and like what yeah, conflicts that's are the happening. Whole book, which I think was really cool way to show us. It, what it's a the really good through coming. through line. But yeah, yeah, essentially the end of the book is her being like, "Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm good. I got more adventures I got to do because I got my own book. So I'll be I'll be back in a bit. Which I can't <laughs> wait because that's uh my girl Becky Cloonan and my boy Michael, Michael Conrad. Conrad. Yeah, they have a story. Yeah, so that's that's uh, next week I think also. I well, think the other know, today big one we, the the Green Allen Allen Scott story yeah, was so also really good James, too. So James Tinian did. Uh, James Tynan did this um, uh, Alan Scott book or mm-hmm. a story in Infinite Frontier that with uh, James Byrne 
or Stephen Byrne. Yeah. Um, and it's just essentially Alan Scott coming out to Obsidian and Jade. But this is yeah. like not Earth 2 <laughs> Alan Scott. And yeah, this is Earth 1 and it's written by a queer person. That's amazing. Like that's, you know, good job DC finally figuring it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, and it was a great story cuz like I, I like the, you know, the you said Obsidian and Jade like the whole time they're like, dude, we know. Just say it. Like we we know what you're gonna say. It's okay. It's a safe place. There's just this great I thought that point was really where cool. it's like someone as they're like uh, uh, these people are like relying on me and asking me to join this team to help guard, um, uh, you know the universe, and I couldn't yeah. do that lying to myself. And yeah, he had to he had to be his true self, which I thought it was a really cool. Yeah, uh, it I was thought it was really a great nice. story. Yeah. yeah, I hope it leads into a JSA book. Yeah, if J- yeah, if James Tynan gets a JSA book, I'm going to scream. I can't Dude, wait. Then he I, might as well just be the Lord and Master of DC at that point. We <laughs> also need a Green Arrow story or book because there's a Green Arrow and a Black Canary story yeah. in here that's great. Lots like, of great stories in here. Yeah, sure. there's some yeah. good stuff in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, there you know we're getting more Yara Floor. You know, there's 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 some cool stuff. It's definitely worth checking out, even if you're not just you know for Batman. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It gives you a but good sneak peek into these new books. But speaking of... Speaking of Batman. Speaking of everyone's favorite man who's a bat. I love how we talked about number one, number one, number one, number two, number no. one, number zero, 106. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's favorite man who is a bat is Kirk Langstrom. This is our favorite Batman. Oh, it's funny. I, earlier the in the show, I said Hellions was the highest number book we talked about. And now we're about yeah, to no. talk about issue 106. No, 106. 106. <laughs> well, you said at the moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. you were correct. At the time you yeah. were correct, but now we're now you are ahead. not correct. Yeah, now we're <laughs> way the hell out of there. But this is a great jumping on point. As someone who hasn't Agreed. read the last 105 issues of Batman, yes, I made everyone yeah, you just... read just this issue because I knew it was a great point to start. And and I know that James Tynan's whole Batman run has been fantastic. I'm not going to fault him for that. I just had some very serious Joker fatigue happening yeah. and then the whole Joker war was happening and I was just like, you know what? But I'm going to sit been, this one out. Batman's been pretty good for a while. I'm going to circle yeah. back to it because his yeah. Joker book comes out today and I really do want I'm to read that, that too. Yeah. Like I just want to, you know, he's a good writer. I just, uh, I'll read it. So I'm going to go back and fill in that, you know, 20 issue gap. So this uh, one opens up with Batman being captured um, and him kind of talking to himself. He just kind of remember like, Hey, remember the stakes are high. Remember your training and like the text kind of changing and like fading into like kind of giving into like a fear, but he's like, no, that's not your thoughts. Like don't like, don't listen to that. And then it cuts to um, the scariest goddamn scarecrow. Yeah. Holy shit. The character design. Jorge Jimenez is dude. fucking killing it dude i will like, say straight this up this art. is the the only time i've ever been afraid of scarecrow if you thought yeah. that like the <laughs> arkham video game scarecrow looked like scary this is the- a million times scary oh, that was my dude, favorite part of that first scary. game oh yeah man. like mm-hmm. this is he is horrifying so he's been captured by scarecrow and he's fighting off this fear toxin the whole time like him talking to himself i love how they kind of the, the text bubbles change with he's like going in right, and it's out like of glitching it. out. And yeah, it's really cool. And then it's just kind of cuts to how and I love it. At there. one point, at one point, he's like, "Stop listening to him. You have to. You have to. You know, I can't, I can't stop myself from listening." And then he's like, "You can't stop yourself from listening." It's like, oh, yeah, look. it's like, like, yeah, are you like reading his fucking mind? Like this yeah, is yeah, he's in your head. He's real in your head. Yeah. yeah. And then it kind of cuts to I think bef- right before that, and I love this interaction between Bat uh, Batman and fucking oracle it's just like he's got he's got his new batmobile and he's like 
he's just talking about how he took everything out except for the biggest motor right. he could fit in so he can go as fast as <laughs> fucking possible. take the possible. airbags out? He's like, I would have it made it faster. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to say I'm yeah. so freaking happy that Barbara is Oracle. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, so cool. They, they set it up in Infinite Frontier and just, yep. it's so, so awesome. And that also hopefully means that we will at some point see Cass and Steph as Batgirl in their own book. And they even talk about like why she di- is back being Oracle because of the other two, right? It's like well, yeah, and she they got a, it covered. She has a back implant. Yeah. But she's yeah, like, it- could, and she said she could do more help here. Like, I tried that with this. I'm, yeah. I think I can do more here. And Cass and Steph, they got shit handled. That, that was yeah, me over it, the summer. Cool. If DC does not give Vita Ayala a Batgirls book with spoiler and Cassandra Kane, I'm going to fucking scream. Like, give them that book. Because they are amazing. Fanta- that, yeah, that, that was the best part about the next Batman. We have a lot of stuff to say about the next Batman, but that like Batgirls story that Vita did was incredible. Yeah. I, I, there, so while, there's this yeah. really awesome little detail where Babs is eating chips while she's like, talking yeah i was like could you Mm -hmm. imagine just the absolute cringe of of getting really important information fed directly into an earpiece from someone who's eating chips oh my god i would go insane (laughs) i would go insane yeah it would that would she might mute you don't know (laughs) she better just she better be on push to talk the button (laughs) i i found it really funny in the beginning of um tynan's run uh he's like because uh it's right off of King's Run where Alfred mm-hmm. dies. And he's like, I've got to learn how to be Batman without Alfred, without that help. Mm-hmm. Then calls Oracle almost a page later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he needs to. And some at one point, he's like sparring with Ghostmaker in the Batcave. Oh, I love it. And, and Ghostmaker's like, yo, you know, you don't have a butler. You got to clean up. He's like, like covered yeah, yeah, sure. in cans and like <laughs> yeah. shit bags. Dude, honestly, yeah, this is. Like, I, I keep making jokes about how my office setup is like a Batcave, and this is the closest to that. That it's true. Absolutely. <laughs> you finally yeah, like, made it. Well, well yeah. it, Bruce Wayne had to lose all of his money to get to where I am now. So, like, exactly. I mean, so, Ghostmaker yeah. is a character that um, Tynan introduced that is essentially uh, Batman when Bat when Bruce Wayne um, went to like go leave and train uh, for those years. Um, he is like his rival that like they always like uh, pushed each other mm. to do better. That's awesome. And uh, so that's Ghostmaker. And he's kind of set up as like an antagonist in the beginning, but then uh, Batman shows him that he can, you know, help people in Gotham. So that's that's why he's there. And like, that's kind of why he's like really showy and like try to. He's, he's trying to one up him yeah, every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a total cocky Batman who's who's like also a little bit more willing to inflict lethal damage. Absolutely. Which yeah. like I feel like everyone is that Batman yeah. team. Yeah, everyone's with. yeah, everyone's a little right, bit more yeah. the Batman. I'm more apt to yeah. kill people than Batman is. <laughs> so I like I like after this, like he's doing this heist, there's like this new Gotham gang that they're fighting against and like Oh, the unsane yeah. gang. 
And then right after Unsane that, Collective. Unsane yeah, right after right. that, you see you see a figure running on the the rooftops, like chasing after them, trying to get to like either the Unsane Collective or Batman. And it's Harley trying to catch up with them for oh, some reason. Oh, it's so good. She's just like, <laughs> how am I supposed to be a hero? Like, how do I go? Yeah. How do I get to the things fast enough? They all have these fancy cars. Yeah. I can't afford it. Yeah, fancy cars and magic grappling guns. That that's one of the other things <laughs> is that Titans Harley is a is great. I'm so happy that like he keeps her around in the book yeah They're, yeah she's great. literally just like a background character in this issue and it's just and it's just a perfect like perfect pitch timing of her just being yeah. like, <laughs> i just barely missed them tynan's run has been really cool because um oh my God. he like leapt off the momentum of uh of king's run and kind of just like full throttled the gas and but in addition was slowly like in the background building this world that he now has this huge sandbox to play like he has mm-hmm. all these characters that they set up and um they're real all really interesting and it, it just feels like that now now he's like yeah there's like there's the clown killer and the ghost maker so and the designer and, yeah. the, and punchline and he's yeah he's yeah. really created his own not only rogues gallery but bat family like great, he's got everything is kind of his too. own now yeah, yeah, because we're not rehashing all the characters. We've and just read. and he's now building magistrate from the I, ground up, so as like opposed have... to like future state. We saw the uh, possible eventual yeah. future of magistrate, and yeah. now we're going back and seeing its origin. Yeah, this is the leader of, I believe, Saint Industries pitching to the mayor of Gotham, the magistrate, the peacemakers, the whole thing. Was like, yo. Look at all this crazy shit that just happened. The Batman who laughs. Fucking Bane. The Joker. Like, we gotta do something about this. Like, Gotham needs something, right? Clearly yeah. the police isn't working. Maybe Batman's not working. So that's his whole pitch. And well, his, his whole pitch is just like, we, like, when is the last time that you, like, with the, with the GCPD, like, when is the last time they actually thwarted any superhero shit? They ha- yeah. And, and, then, and then the mayor's like, well, you know, Batman doesn't really let us. And he's like, yeah, that's an excuse. Uh, it, right. You guys aren't. It's an interesting pitch because he's like, Uh he's like, look, you have a Batman problem. So the way to solve the Batman problem is to create Batman that you know that are on your payroll that are deputized by the GCPD. Like, like instead of this, this vigilante going outside the law, we're just going to give the cops Batman weapons. You know how you crack down on gangs? You turn your police force into a, a more heavily armed yeah. gang. Absolutely, yeah. That's just, you know. That's just math. That's <laughs> just <laughs> military industrial complex 101. So yeah, so that, that's you the know? part of the book that actually scared me. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the part that's realistic. Yeah. Well, like the, like the offshoot of that is, again, feeding into the creepiest fucking scarecrow I've ever seen. He's just watching this meeting from a rooftop like a goddamn gargoyle there there's also there's a lot of like towards the very end there's this whole kind of like plot about um the the entire town like gotham itself is feeling on edge like everyone is scared and batman realizes like okay the unsane gang or the unsane collective is is targeting um very reporters people very specific Mm -hmm. reporters who are reporting on the you know the city kind of going to shit and like all these polls are coming out about how scared mm-hmm. people are and i'm wondering is it 
Scarecrow is helping like Absolutely. the magistrate, and the magistrate is helping. Like I just want to know yeah, who's well, also, who's running I that think actual he is, show. Scarecrow kind of shows up, or maybe like at the mayor's house, and I think that's going to be the catalyst. Well, because the mayor, well, the, when the mayor comes out of that meeting, going like, "Fuck that dude! That dude's fucking crazy! I don't want to do anything <laughs> with that dude." And we obviously know that he does eventually. So the scarecrow, well, you know, well, scarecrow yeah, gets to the him. Scarecrow he, leaves the scarecrow as like yeah. a calling card. It was yeah. like. It's so, and it's, I think he's gonna be the catalyst that makes the mayor read like like change his mind about this. It makes him scared. He's gonna get scared, and then he's gonna be like, "Yeah, we do need a magistrate. Everything's scary. I don't. Then I don't we everything's scary. <laughs> then we have scary. a then we have a great epilogue of Damien going back to. It's it's not an epilogue. This is the new way DC Comics are doing. Oh, it. is it? This so is, there's going to be two stories in these books now? Typically, yeah. Okay. Two, maybe even three. It's, it's all going to be like, uh, you know, backup stories inside of comics. That's kind of how it. they're doing it. Okay. Old school. Yeah. Well, we should th- we what should are you going to say, RJ? I thought Robin was getting his own book. I think he is also, but I think there's always going to be a backup oh. story in Batman. Well, let's say there's... This, this one just happens to be I just thought Robin's it was funny story. because a- the cover says also featuring Robin. But like, this right. isn't yeah, really... Is the, that's, he doesn't go by Robin in this story. No. Well, yeah, it's a separate story the, this with is the character Joshua Williamson, Joshua Williamson and Gleb, Gleb uh, Malinkoff uh, doing a Damien and Talia story where he kind of slinks back to Talia. It's like, you know what? I think I'm ready to be in charge. And she's like, she's like, you fucking back. failed. You failed. You're coming back here with your tail between your legs. You got to fucking prove it. Like, get the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You have you have nowhere to run, so you went back to mommy with nothing to show for yeah, it, and then they ruthless. get attacked by the League of Lazarus. Cool. Sure, sure, and um, make pretty quick work of these henchmen, and with a with a pretty good cliffhanger, and it's saying it's going to be continued in Detective Comics. So this might be uh, the the secondary story in a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I think Batman this is books. how DC is going to try to get everyone to read the whole line by like making it tough yeah. to follow stories. And like you Tynan's have to go still, here to here to here. You is know. Tynan still re- writing Detective too? No, no, I don't it's believe Tamaki so. Tamaki and Mora. Okay, got it. I mean, that's cool too. Yeah. That, um. Right. They, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that because Tamaki <laughs> did uh uh Dark Detective, so right. that's, that's I'm, I'm down with that. That's right. Actually, yeah, that's the same team, right? Dan yeah. Mora too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But this book's. This book had a lot in it. My, it was if awesome. I have if I have a caveat, like one complaint, it's that you don't though. I I mean, <laughs> Damien ha- Damien has done the fuck Batman thing so many times, and Morrison did it, and I don't recommend trying to outdo Morrison no, on he, the storyline. Damien so I, was the opposite. He was doing literally everything to be Batman. He wanted to defeat he, Batman. Yeah, because he hates Bruce. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, because another... he wanted to prove he was better and prove that his mom was wrong. Uh, it well, was the I mean, opposite. I don't know. Influence. He's he's done a couple fuck Batman stories in the past. He, well, the, the whole thing they're talking about that, every time he had a cho- chance to choose, he chose Batman every time. Mm, that was the that whole Morrison true. run. He always chose his dad. Always chose Batman. And that he couldn't true. have. He should have. And that was, that was Talia's whole point. Like, nah. You chose him every other time. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you had your chance. All right. All right. Then I take yeah. it back. You're yeah. correct. I'll, also, I'll, I'll concede. This, I just want to say for the, for the main book, I can't say how much I love Jimenez's art. Oh, my God. The I art is like brilliant. God. It's gorgeous. It's gonna, it's I'm going to be crushed when the art team changes. When he, yeah. Just, well, hopefully they're on it this for a is while. Like, this is like he's going to be like one of the next greats. Uh, this this art is insane, and it gives it yeah, like he's that gonna blockbuster be, movie feel. Yeah, 
Like it's he's so gonna be good. Dan Mora level. Like he's 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 Dan Mora level. And it fits like he's a Batman getting there. book yeah. so well. Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. And the the coloring so, so dynamic. The, yeah. The the, co- it, the color like, in Batman books lately has has been on point. Like they have that like neon light thing down. Like. Right. Well, you're specifically thinking of Jordy Bellar doing uh, Dark Detective, and yes, and, I agree. And um, Tamara Bonvillain Tamara doing Bonvillain next Batman. Doing... I love how every yeah. time we talk about colors, they're on the book. Yeah. It's just it's it's almost an inevitability. Well, at this I point. mean, we need to put um Tameu Mori on that oh, yeah, list now yeah, too. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, they were on like two different books this week that yeah. were both great. Well, we're adding to the pantheon of colorists that we talk about all the time. <laughs> but it's a similar Mike vibe. Spicer, Matthew Wilson, Jordy Belair, Tamara Bonville, and now Tomeo Mori. So there's yeah. five. And Laura yeah. Allred, but we don't really get to talk about her too oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just, you know. Yeah, well, they, they cu- she comes in a little less frequently. <laughs> I just needed to but say Never the forgotten name. by yeah. Adam. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a podcast. Yeah, your, your contractual obligation to mention Allred at yeah. least once yeah, per exactly. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I had to mention the prison industrial complex. At least <laughs> yeah, we once. we had to we had to take Nailed it to the man. Yeah, you get paid. Gotta be got right? that one. <laughs> They're paying you to mention them, right? And that's what's happening. Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 dude, I I'm wish. getting paid by Raytheon. Ah! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> anyway, we All got right. through a busy week of books. Yeah, and yeah, we, we did, did it. We like we we didn't. I can't believe we talked about. We 13 didn't books. record a two-hour episode. We talked yeah, about I'm, thirteen I'm comic books. We've proven that we can we can do this show, you guys. We can do this. Yeah. Let's pat ourselves on the back for thirty more minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's spend episode. the next thirty minutes congratulating ourselves on getting through this episode. <laughs> or well, we can yeah, talk before about we the go fact over that Children of the Atom comes out next week. Or this week. RJ yeah. fucking knows how to lead yeah. in. So Here this we week, yeah, we've got uh, some surprises. We've got some good shit. Yeah, Children of the Atom, as I mentioned earlier, Joker number one, uh, Wonder get, Woman 770. You guys get Daredevil and Chip Zdarsky Red Hood. So yeah. Chip Zdarsky's Sad Boy Club. Oh, yeah. yeah we get, uh, is, uh, is that the Batman Urban Legends? Yes. Is the, Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Antifa Super Soldier Cookbook by Matt Lubchansky. Yeah, there it is. Speaking of the military, you're, ca- you're calling, calling a top story, right? Well, yeah, no, I thought you were going to call it as a pick, and I was going to get mad. <laughs> top story. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fight over who gets one, it guys. as a pick later. Yeah, yeah. let's see Physically. what else we got. Um, Wolverine, uh, Black, White, and Blood. Uh-huh. Sea of X Stars. Ta- X Factor. Black Hammer Visions number two. Yep, Taskmaster, Homesick Pilots. God damn. Uh, Sweet Tooth number five. Um, Two number ones, Carmen number one from Image and Proctor Valley Road from Boom, which is that's Morrison. Grant Morrison. Oh that's my Morrison. god! Oh, sea of Stars is. Oh back. my god! We have some huge books. <sighs> the top spots. I have be to pick between week. an Antifa book and a Grant Morrison book. Are you Call kidding the Morrison me? Book. Got it. <laughs> Got it already. God damn it. I was about yeah. to say you can it's have that. I'll take Antifa. Matt Lachansky. I'm taking both. Fuck you guys. A <laughs> uh, tumnal comes out <laughs> as well. Eternals. Uh, uh, Luna number two. God damn. Got some. So many. Oh, wow. Yeah, this yeah, is a this big is a... week. Like, Holy we thought God. last week was big. Oh, yeah, Last Witch number sorry, three sorry comes to out. Advance, everybody. Last Witch has been really oh, nice. good. I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it yet, though. Yeah, we should We should talk about that. It's really Spectre good. Inspector is number two. This is going to be This is gonna be tough to narrow down picks next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. This is going to be a cool week. Yep. Rules. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Tip. So that's that's this week's comics, and uh, next week there'll be last week's comics, and you can tune in and hear us talk about them then. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, you should uh, you should join our Patreon. Um, we've got some cool content coming out on our Patreon exclusive stuff every week. We we do like a a new show every week called uh, Dueling Genre Tonight. Uh, Sean's been on there a couple of times. I've been on there once now. I think so. Um, yeah. Also, can we talk about the other one, Dueling Genre Versus, that we are all taking over? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's an been announced yet or not. But but the next ah, season shit. of Dueling Genre Versus is coming out soon. Um, we're okay. kind of all over that. I didn't one. say what it is. We're, yeah. involved. we're involved heavily. So we're ve- yeah. heavily, um, heavily involved. Also, uh, you should rate and review us on yeah, iTunes if you if you like yes, what we I do. Print those out. That and would hang help them us on the a fridge. lot. Oh, um, that's adorable. Yeah. I we need to have some more that are not my mom. Yeah. Mm. Same. Same. Or ones that I just wrote in crown and put on the fridge. Just kidding. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't know how to use iTunes. So. Yeah, that's fair. It's fine. So uh so yeah, do all that. Um also hop into our Discord channel. I'm gonna put that in the episode description so you can just, you know, blow up our phones. Do it. Please yep. do. Um yeah, there are our comics channel. It's we need more people in there. We 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 gotta uh we gotta represent. Got all these normies that don't read comics. Like, <laughs> yeah, come, come talk, come talk to us every day. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so do all of that, and also support your local comic shop. Um, you know, still wear a mask. I know uh, some of y'all are living in places where you don't have to wear a mask, but you should probably still do that for a while. Um, but yeah, so get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you again next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.